FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. You're listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. Big shout out this morning to all those listening from Somerset, Queensland on 87.6, from Broome, Western Australia on 88.0, and from Collinsvale, Tasmania on 88.0. Lawson, how was your weekend? It was great. Well, I, I think Saturday, Sabbath was amazing. And we got to we yeah we got to you hang, and me. we got to hang out we, we got, got to do hang, do radio on Sabbath we got to do radio in a church yes with an audience in front of us we did which is very rare because that basically never happens it's just we're actually commenting it's just I think it's the second time for me. me the first time for you yeah I think so I did it once down in uh, Melbourne uh-huh. uh huh for the tenth anniversary of Faith FM mm-hmm. but apart from that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was it was amazing. So big shout out to uh, Steve Magatis down at Memorial Adventist Church in Kurumbong. Yeah, they hooked us up. We had a great time yeah. down there. Adventist Central. But actually I got I got a bit uh I got hassled afterwards. They were like, Why didn't you guys bring like bumper stickers and mugs and you know, we we, we want them. Merch. It, well, hey, if you're listening and you want merch, you can head to faithfm.com.au and get hooked up. Uh, or well, we didn't take much because it was a Sabbath. We're going to sell stuff That's on right. the Sabbath. That's right. We don't We're want to sell a break. <laughs> But now it's Monday. <laughs> yes. Let's now, sell that stuff. Now it's Monday. Right. We're going to sell Absolutely. you some things, guys. Come on. But we'll sell you right now. The weather. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are about to have the first clue for the first quiz of the first day of the second or third week of the month? Yeah, of the I, last month of this year. That's right. Yes. And, and you guys are going to be blessed with our amazing prize this week. But our first question is, who saw the star in the east? 0491 Uh, uh, clue, extra clue, bonus clue. At this time, we are more inclined to think about this story. But simply the question is, who saw the star in the east? 0491-064-669. And for our amazing prizes this week, we've got three, three of Dr. Paul White's most loved books, oh, his Jungle yes. Doctor series. Oh, really? Yes. Wait, wait, just okay, what are the titles? What are the titles we've so, got here? So we've got a bunch of examples here. Now, we don't know whether these are going to be the exact one, but what we do know is that you'll be getting three books. But it's okay. got such books as, like, The Jungle Doctor's Case Study, The Jungle Doctor and the Whirlwind, The Jungle Doctor Stings a Scorpion. That sounds pretty... Intense. Have you ever read these, Lawson? I've never read these. Because like, I never, I didn't are, grow up Christian. You are missing out. Mm-hmm. You need to read these books. I have them all in my library somewhere. I got original editions. I've got autograph editions. Of wow. Lars is super fan this yeah, morning. You have no idea. So he, you are absolutely recommending Jungle Doctor these. and Sam Campbell were the books I grew up on as a kid. Wow. If you ever grew up on Jungle Doctor books or Sam Campbell books or both and Eric B. Hare, mm-hmm. those three. Mm-hmm. Those, those, that was my reading when I was a kid. That was the go-to. They were absolutely just 
phenomenal. Well, as Lyle's describing, these are children's books. They're amazing Christmas presents as well. No, no, these are good for adults as well. These, okay, they're good Anyone for Anyone can read these. You would love these. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree. Well, then someone can win them for me. Someone I know. 0491-064-669 is the number two call or text. And again, that question was, who saw the star in the east? All right. That's like the best prize we've ever had here on Faith FM, I think, <laughs> other than the Bible that we gave away last uh, week. I can't um, obviously top that, mm-hmm. but these are awesome. If you've never read them, they're just they're just so just awesome. Get into it. The guy came from Barrel. He's an mm. Australian. lived in uh, lived and worked in Tanganyika mm-hmm. in Africa wow. uh, back in the day, and so you get a historical look at Africa as you will never ever see it because that Africa no longer exists. Mm. You see him, you know, making do with what he could find to, to perform medical miracles amongst the people at that time. It was quite remarkable, and uh, with his. Faithful offsider, Dowdy. Mm. Um, yeah, just fantastic stuff. So, yeah, mm. grab those books, win those prizes. Uh, but, yes, we would love to hear from you and love to hear your stories if you grew up on these books or if you still have them or if you still enjoy reading them. All right, let's have some positively different news because I hear this is a big story. <laughs> so, uh, last week, a new chap, like, well, it's called ChatGPT. This is a new AI writing tool that has been released by OpenAI. And Lyle, this this has just been blowing my mind. Like, this is literally... I've just been sitting here writing stuff into it and having my mind blown by AI writing things. Now, what we're going to do is we're just going to sit here and just start feeding this thing information. I'll explain a little bit how it works. But you have a little text box open in front of you, and right. you can write whatever you want. The first prompt that I'm going to use, and I, I pre-selected this one, uh, give expressive step-by-step instructions on how to use a drink vending machine while making personal metaphorical applications throughout. So I'll just put that into my text box, click enter, the AI, it's it's gears are turning, it's whirling, Shining. it's doing its thing, and it's already got the answer for me. Sure, here are some step-by-step instructions. Approach the vending machine and take a moment to consider what type of drink you would like. This decision can be analogous to setting a personal goal and deciding on a course of action. Step two, insert money into the vending machine. This can be seen as investing in yourself and your desire to quench your thirst or achieve your goal. Press the button. Step three, press the button corresponding to the drink you've chosen. This action can be likened to taking the first step towards achieving the goal or making a commitment to yourself. Wait for the drink to be dispensed. This can be seen as a period of patience and perseverance as you work towards achieving your goal and retrieve your drink <laughs> from the dispensing area and enjoy. This can be seen as the reward for your hard work and dedication. Overall, using a drink vending machine can be a useful metaphor for the steps involved to achieving a personal goal. So an AI wrote that. <laughs> just... An AI wrote that in two seconds. I think, is, I think your AI is a bit full of it. This is being called the death of just writing in general. Check this out. I'm, I'm going to type this one in. Uh, I'll reset the thread. Write a... Oh, what can we do? A best man speech about a groom who is a bear. Okay, so it's gonna it's <laughs> it's changing it's it's turning its gears. Okay, a B E A R. Yeah, a bear. Dear family and friends, 
I am honoured to stand before you today as the best man for this happy couple. As many of you know, the groom is not not your typical human being. He is, in fact, a bear. But let me tell you, he is the most caring and loving and dedicated partner I have ever seen. And it's still riding. It's still going. This AI bot is is amazing. People have been typing in it. Write a statement summary for, like, some kind of work they're doing. They're like... You know, uh, write a statement summary about uh, coding for da 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 da, and then it just writes it perfectly, and people are just copying and pasting it into an email. People like this is they're calling it the death of creative writing and basically yeah, home, bit- homework. You know, we've been talking about illiteracy rates in school, and now you can just type in the prompt like. Write an essay about doing- Christopher Columbus. Okay, so um, if there's a listener out there, if there's something you want us to type into the AI just to test it out. Just text it through or call it through, and we will throw it in there because Lawson is not actually making this. You know, hasn't hasn't actually tested this and you know written up all this stuff before. And he's just making it up out of the top the, of his head on the spot. And, on the spot and right now. The crazy thing is, like, I was going through afterwards, and I was like copy and pasting, and I was like seeing, oh, is, is this just plagiarizing information on the internet and just throwing it in? But no, it's right. It's it's had all of this information fed into it, all of these articles, all these different text models, all these different everythings, and it's doing its own research and its own database and coming up with its own conclusions. For example, now this is the big one. Will it take our jobs as preachers, okay? Write a sermon about the importance, I'm typing this in, of keeping... The Sabbath oh, as we're a yeah, Christian. Course. Write a sermon about the importance of keeping the Sabbath as a Christian. Okay, I've just clicked enter. Its gears are turning. Okay, it's it's spitting something out right now. Is it going to give you? Is, it, is there any Bible verses in it? In the sermon? as a Christian, it is important to remember the importance of keeping the Sabbath. In the Book of Exodus, God commanded oh, the Israelites to keep the Sabbath day holy, setting it apart from the other days of the week as a time of rest and worship. But why is it so important for us to keep the Sabbath? For one, it is a commandment from God. In Matthew five and verse nineteen, Jesus tells anyone who breaks at the least of the commandments and teaches others to do so will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So by keeping the Sabbath, we are obeying God and showing our reverence for Him. But the Sabbath is more than just obedience. It is a time for us to step back from the busyness of our lives and focus on what is truly important, our relationship with God. In a world that is constantly pulling us in different directions, the Sabbath is prov- the Sabbath provides us with a much-needed opportunity to slow down and spend time with God in prayer and worship. Additionally, the Sabbath is a time for us to rest and recharge. God created us with a need for rest, and the Sabbath provides us with a regular opportunity to rest our bodies and minds. By keeping the Sabbath, we can avoid burnout and better serve God and others. In conclusion, as Christians, it is important for us to keep the Sabbath. It is a commandment from God, and it provides us with an opportunity to focus on our relationship with Him and to rest and recharge. Let us remember the importance of the Sabbath to make it a priority in our okay, lives. Okay, 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 okay. So I want you, I want you, I want you to adjust, adjust that and ask it maybe a theological question. Like, can you ask it something like, can you prove that Saturday is the seventh day Sabbath? Prove that uh, Saturday is the true biblical 
Sabbath. Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, how's it going to go with that one? Well, guess, you know, well, we got a little bit more. Shell's giving you okay, a little bit more time. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's it come okay. up with? This is a bit of a harder one for it. Now, okay. This is this is the uh, this is the answer it's given. There is no way to prove that the Sabbath Saturday is the true biblical Sabbath. Oh, the, con- the concept of Sabbath, which Bile. is a day of rest and worship, is mentioned in the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Bible. Um, and it goes on to just talk about... So, this is the thing. It's drawing from... Inf- it's not coming to its own conclusions. No. It's using conclusions that other people have come to. Yes. But it's doing its own research. It's doing the research. And putting those things together. Yep. So, like... So, it, it researched the wrong books when... It spat that out just now, but if it researched other books, it could have come. That's up right. With a really when I wrote answer. the importance of keeping Sabbath, it's going to say, "Well, in, what's been fed into it?" It's going to say, "Well, who talks about keeping Sabbath as important?" Yes, and then it will use that information to and construct sentences and construct around sentences. That. Yeah, but even okay. Finally, I want to show you something that I think is funny. Write a children's song. Uh, write a children's song. About Watergate. You guys know what Watergate is, right? Yeah, we all know what Watergate is. Um, oh, okay. It's just it's just booted me out. It's not letting me do that. It's, it said it's too serious. Dump the AI. It said it's have- too serious. No, it it. So they've put these parameters in the AI oh. so that it can't talk about offensive stuff. Okay. So let me let me let me do another one. Write a children's song about uh, the. About the dangers of drinking paint. Okay, so, so it's possible children's song. Verse one. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Drinking paint is not a show. It's a dangerous thing to do. It will make you sick and blue. Chorus. <laughs> don't drink the paint. Don't drink the paint. It's not a drink. It's not a game. It's for coloring, not for sipping. Don't drink the paint. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay, this is pretty hilarious at the same time. It's a little bit freaky. It's very, very interesting. It is amazing where technology is going these days. I'm absolutely stunned by what you have actually been able to produce right there. Mm-hmm. And I am super looking forward to using some of this AI in uh, <laughs> some creative writing in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I- putting my name to it is like, yeah, I wrote that. I think, like, seeing this, this is actually unbelievable. Like, when people talk about the future of AI and the future of the internet and what it can do, and you see, like, sci-fi movies and it's all hectic, but it's like, oh, we don't get that now. Like, technology's dumb. It just does what we tell it to do. What's interesting, though, this is it, do- is it is that does do what you tell it to do, because when you gave it a theological question where it had where you had a majority answer versus a minority answer, it went with the majority yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily true, but it just means that that's what that's most right. people have said. And that is kind of the death of science because science is all about asking questions and questioning what the majority has to say and coming up with alternative ideas and theories and testing them. Um, and it's the same with theology. And so I found that very, very interesting once we threw it a theological question that um, mm-hmm. it kind of got it wrong. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Let's have another opportunity to win some Dr. Paul White Jungle Doctor stories. Yeah, you will. I'm just trying to get our quiz question up here. All right. Uh, Oh, our next quiz question. It's not coming up on the show. But, hey, you know know what I just typed into the the chat bot? Um, 
<laughs> write an introduction for a Christian radio show. And uh, I, I am absolutely astounded by, by the response. Hello and welcome to Faith FM, to the Faith FM radio show. We are so glad you have jo- uh, tuned in to join us to explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they applied to our life. Well, <laughs> hey. Dude, I can just get this thing to do my job for me. I'm actually, my mind is being blown. But, okay, next question for the quiz. What did the bear in Daniel chapter 7 have in its mouth? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our three jungle Dr. Paul, Dr. Paul White amazing books. We're going to give you absolutely for free. All you have to do is get into the draw, and to get in the draw, you just have to answer the questions correct. What did the bear in Daniel chapter 7 have in its mouth? 0491-064-669. Well, every day we get a new story about bigotry, discrimination, exclusivity taking place in our world right now. And this story is about Children's Story Hour, where we've noted over the last few years that children have been subjected to adult performers uh, as a part of Mm. uh, Children's Story Hour. You've got men in dresses and lingerie reading to children of any age in public libraries. Mm. Well, Kirk Cameron, who is a very famous actor, multi-award winning actor, he is known for his roles in Growing Pains TV show and movies, Mm -hmm. a couple of movies that have come out um, as a a spin-off from the TV show has recently written a book called As You Grow. Mm. It celebrates family faith, traditional values, the value of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Out of 50 libraries he's contacted so far, this celebrity has been refused opportunity to appear for a book reading in a single solitary one. Wow. Not one. So there's a few examples here, and uh, so the Rochambeau Library in Rhode Island says, no, we will pass on having you run a program in our space. We're a very queer-friendly library. Our messaging, our messaging does not align. Mm. You can fill out the reform to reserve the space to run the program in our space, but we won't run your program. Mm. Uh, this is a library that promotes a regular offering for young people called Queer Umbrella, a club and safe space where children can learn, discuss and connect over queer history, art, community resources and more. And so you have to ask yourself the question. Let's just turn that around for a moment and let's say that there was uh, another Hollywood celebrity who wrote a book about queer issues Mm and wanted to do a public reading in a library and was rejected because of the content of the book, that it promoted and celebrated queer values. Mm. Can you imagine the furor that that would create? Can you imagine the lawsuits that that would create? The library would get cancelled. Oh, absolutely. Not just cancelled, but they would be sued from one end of the Mm. country to the other for discrimination, bigotry um, and exclusivity. And you would have people that would be, you know, protesting outside. Everyone would lose their it, job. And- I mean, hey, we, we, we talked about this last week, but you had the, uh, the cake wars where someone turned up to a cake shop in Colorado and the owner of the cake to, to, to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding. And the owner of the shop simply says, look, there's, you know, probably we would prefer it if you took your business to this particular shop down the street. They'll do a great job for you. Mm-hmm. And it ended up in the Supreme Court. Mm. City Heights, 
branch in San Diego, City Heights Library in San Diego, California. says, I don't think that's something we would do because of how diverse our community is. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's stop and think about that for a moment. They can't do it because uh-huh. they have a diverse community. Uh-huh. So they have to be exclusive because their community is diverse. That is so funny. It's bizarre. Um, they go. They went on to say, telling our stories, highlighting the rich diversity, those themes that are so important to love and acceptance and inclusion, and seeing yourself represented in the books that are, that that are reading. A library official said, um, according to the official's website, are the kind of books that we want. Mm. So they want those books that. Uh, emphasize love, acceptance, and inclusion, and seeing yourself represented in the books. Wow. So if you're a Christian or if you're somebody who stands by traditional family values, they don't want you to see yourself in the books. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> That's a threat. Uh-huh. So um, what was it? Love, acceptance, and inclusion. Mm. So they will include anything but traditional values that have been around for the last however many thousands of Mm. years. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to stand by traditional values, then they are going to be incredibly bigoted and exclusive and discriminatory and ban you from being able to do a book reading in your library. I think it's tragic that the place that this is happening is in a library. Like a public library, a public library, a hub of knowledge. Like I feel like this yes. is just because then, okay, uh, is there a section? Uh, obviously, like no one in the library, and neither you or I or anyone living in that town or whatever it may be, uh, is like supportive of Nazi ideology. But do they have a history book about Nazism in there, or are they just like, no, that's too offensive? We can't put it in. Like, as soon as you start to draw those lines, then you basically disregard history. Because as you're saying, it's like, oh, we don't want to put books in there that talk or, you know, explain anything about traditional family values. And so do they just throw them all out? Like, I'm, and, and, and like, that is, to me, I'm, I'm trying to think and understand that. And I'm I'm just like, wait, so they're just against history? They're just against everything that's ever happened in the world? It's bizarre. Uh, what did we get, have next? Indianapolis Public Library said, no, they have a strategic plan in place. They said, generally, when we have author visits, those are coordinated through our departments. Mm-hmm. We really have a push. We have a strategic plan in place. So we're really looking at authors who are diverse. That's really been our focus. That's okay, so they're looking. Okay, so, th- so they'll take a nobody off the street. Uh-huh. So long as it's a guy who puts on a dress, uh-huh. he's welcome. Uh-huh. They won't take a Hollywood celebrity. You would think that having a Hollywood celebrity there, I mean, that's a major draw card for the library. Mm. He's coming to do children's story hour mm. in the library. He's going to do a book reading in the library. That would be, no, because. They're looking for authors who are diverse. Yeah. Okay, what does it mean an author who is diverse? An author who is diverse is who's somebody who writes something that is different from what somebody else wrote. So regardless of the quality of his work, he's discriminated from showing it off because he's not what they want him to be. Yeah, but isn't the very definition of diversity having something different? 
Mm. If they're going to have one, they're not very diverse if they only have drag queen story hour. Mm. That's not diverse. Then it's just it's diverse just thing, yeah. is having drag queen story hour on one side and reading the Bible on the other. That's diverse. I wonder if the Bible's in this library. I think most libraries have a Bible in them. Yeah. It'd be strange not to. But, you know, I'm, I'm just being overwhelmingly shocked about how these guys, you know, understand diversity. Scarsdale, New York said, thank you for thinking of us, but we are not interested in your program. So, you know, we could go on and on reading these one after the other, um, but Cameron has commented that it's proof more than ever that we are getting destroyed in the battle for the hearts and minds of our children. Public libraries are green-lighting gender marker and name-change clinics while denying a time, denying a story time that would involve the reading of a book that teaches wisdom. How much more clear can it get? He goes on to say, for every purchase made at Brave Books... US, that's uh, the publishers. We will donate a book to a library near you from Freedom Island Children's Book Series that teaches pro God and pro family values. It's devastating to discover that many of our publicly funded libraries have now become indoctrination centres. The woke left understands that morality is instilled by the age of 10 and they want their morality to win. Mm. 50 libraries, not a single solitary one that would take traditional family values. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have just a sensational series of books. I'm so shocked that nobody's texted through and said that they are Dr. Paul White fans. Well, they could from be. From Jungle Doctor series. Mm. Jungle Doctor's fables, Jungle Doctor's stories from being a doctor in Africa. Just sensational books, just amazing. They're, 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 these are classics. Mm. So... You have the opportunity to get in and to read them. All you have to do is answer these questions correctly. Our next question, Esau married a woman named Basimath, whose whose daughter was she? You know, whose daughter, who, wait, if you know who was the parent of Basimath, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And you'll be able to win this set of books for free. We're going to give you three of them. And you have to, you can choose Jungle, well, we don't know if you can choose. But we know that we'll give you Jungle Doctor's, either Jungle Doctor's Casebook, Jungle Doctor and the Whirlwind, Jungle Doctor Stings a Scorpion, Jungle Doctor Looks for Trouble, Jungle Doctor to the Rescue, and Jungle Doctor on the Hop. One of those, one of those six. Yeah. Oh, well, three of those six. Three, mm-hmm. three, three out of the six. Three out of the six. Three out of the We're six. We're going to get a library. We're going to get a library this week. 0491-064-669. Again, that question was. Man, these make such good Christmas presents too. Esau married a woman named Basimath, whose daughter was, whose daughter was she? 0491-064-669. So joining us on the phone this morning is Bruce Thompson. Bruce has been on the show a number of times before talking about um, hydrotherapy and uh, you know natural remedies, things that you can actually do at home. Today he's joining us a little bit last minute. Actually, we do apologise for that, Bruce, but uh, he's joining us That's to talk right. about um, uh, COVID, particularly long COVID. Now, ironically, I understand, Bruce, you've got COVID right now. Is that right? Day six, mate. Yep. Oh no! First time, second time, third time. How many times? No, this is the first time, yeah. yeah. Ah, first time. Okay, so I'm starting yep. to uh, 
uh, and quite a number of my friends are starting to get it for the second time. So now, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I masked up and no, no. So I, I've been fortunate. Thank you. Yeah, praise God for that. So, uh, Bruce, you've, you've done well. You've made it a long, t- a long way into the pandemic before you caught it for the first time. Give us a little bit of an update. How has it gone for you? Um, as expected, um, I was better by day three, and um, yesterday I actually dug up a garden bed out the back, which is my traditional thing when I'm getting over over fever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Fantastic stuff. So. Um, a good way to use your quarantine time is to go out and dig in the garden. I think a lot of people that have been digging in the garden, friends of mine that have uh, had nurseries have certainly had an explosion during COVID of sales. But yeah. um, specifically long COVID, let's talk about long COVID this morning. Can you tell us yeah, a little bit, um, what is that and how do we treat that? Um, basically... <laughs> Scientifically, the World Health Organization says it's um, at least three months after the COVID, you've still got uh, symptoms, and the biggest ones are usually fatigue and um, muscle, just just weakness. Um, there, there are huge numbers. There's a huge variation in what happens uh, in the symptoms people get, and the symptoms that. Um, and it's all about the symptoms. That's what I want to say. Sure. It's basically a symptom. They, there's a whole heap of reasons why they think it may be, but it's, it's all the um, – it's, it's a, a mass of symptoms, 32 pages of them. We, we're running a, a long COVID clinic, and so to – Assess the people, we give them a symptom burden questionnaire, which is 32 pages of symptoms. Wow. And um, um, I'm surprised, but these fatigued people love doing it because they feel listened to because, yes, my hair is falling out. Yes, I am getting red-purple spots on my toes. Um, That's, um, yeah. So why so, do some so, people get long COVID and I'm thinking most people don't. I mean, I've had COVID and certainly, um, mm-hmm. you know, by day five or by day four, I was definitely out in the shed um, doing stuff in yeah. the shed and just enjoying my time off. And by day five, I was pretty much back to normal, still a bit fatigued, but that was about it. Um, no, no. You you had a good you you had a good response to the COVID. I hope you did the hydro. I I um but the reason why most people that look they they the figures are all over the place, but they're saying somewhere between twenty percent and five percent of people get COVID and get long COVID, and they think in the earlier stages which we in Australia missed out on, the first waves that they had in Europe and America anyway, which is where I'm reading the stuff from, there was a lot more long COVID. So there are literally millions of people in in the States and in England who have not been able to get back to work since beginning of 2020. Oh, wow. um, so um, they think it was worse then, um, but they're not sure because, hey, you know, we're going through it. Um, and they think it, the worse you get it, the more likely you are to to have long COVID too. And so people who go to hospital 
and so forth, they end up with long COVID. So it's something to do with um, a prolonged response by your immune system. It's not a real strong one. So there's there's definitely immunity involved. And the other side of it is there's definitely um, nervous system involvement to um, the autonomic nervous system because lots of people have um, autonomic problems, um, things like um, POTS, um, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, but the, these this is where the autonomic nervous system isn't working right. Yeah. Now, we've talked before about the hydrotherapy treatments, which are obviously incredibly effective uh, that you can do when you do catch COVID. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you've used those yourself and had a great response. That's Yeah, fantastic. yeah. Well, so, yeah. Um, um, so, okay, I'll quickly summarise what they are. What you do is you do you do some treatment to sweating. So a hot tub bath is probably the, you know, get into your bath and get to your sweating about 15 minutes. Then three to five seconds of cold shower, then off to bed for a minimum of half an hour, warmly covered. And you don't have to do anything else except the normal healthy things. You know, drink plenty of water and get plenty of rest and get out in the sun if you can. Um, but basically stay warm and do that once a day for three days. That's all you have to do. You can stop at day three unless you're still really sick. But usually by day three, you feel pretty wonderful. That's all you have to do. That's hot, the hot bath followed by a cold shower followed by bed. Yeah, that's so really, well. really simple. That is really simple. Okay. It really is simple. Now, what yeah. about what about and people so, that are dealing with long COVID? Yeah. If you've you got long COVID, yeah. I well, honestly, when people first came in, well, actually, I've, I've treated people with um, with chronic fatigue, and some of them, especially the the early, the ones who haven't had it for too long, like they've only had it a year or so. Um, I didn't know what to do with them. And so I thought, well, I know this, there's some immune involvement, so I'll do this same treatment, three days. Except the difference is we do it with um, with uh, infrared sauna. Now, what I have discovered, because that was, that was the equipment I had in the clinic, and so um, I had access to, and... Um, what it turns out is that infrared sauna is probably the most um, energy uh, energy saving way of doing of heating your body up till you sweat. Because if you get in a hot bath and and you, you've done this, so you you know the feeling when you get out of the hot bath, it, it's hard work and you're often a light headed because and and people slip and. There, there are problems getting in and out of a bathtub when you're it's sick. Good, it's good to have somebody else there with you when you're getting in and out of the bath. Yeah. When you, and when, then you when, you, when you've got COVID, you don't want someone with you, do you? <laughs> no, that's right. But, but, but seriously, it, it is, you're right. You're exactly right. You, you, you have to be really careful. Whereas you come out of an infrared sauna, you're reasonably dry. Yes, you're sweaty, but you're... Um, you know, you just step out. There's no big deal. There's, it, it's easy to do and get straight in the shower, a quick cold shower, you feel good. Um, 
and and the reason is your body isn't having to cope with some a bath is very is a thing that's difficult that your, it takes a lot of energy for your body to cope with. Sure. And so this is the least energy intensive, and this is the problem with people with long COVID. They have limited energy, mm-hmm. and they don't know when they're going to hit the wall because they they feel okay most of the time, but yesterday I could do this, so try it today, and bang, they they, they it's yeah they're they're out for three days, mm-hmm. and so um, what I lucked on, and I think I was actually. <laughs> led to this situation was um, I had to use the sauna, so I use the sauna and people can cope with it much easier than they can with the other ways of getting warm. And so I tried that and um, once again in three days people felt markedly better but this is only some of the people. What we're finding is that um, well, after we do these 32 pages of, um, of symptoms, um, we, we go through and we work out um, where these symptoms are coming from. Are they from the immune system? Are they from the um, nervous system? What, what's the sort of cause behind this? Um, and then we send them to various um, people depending on, on the outcomes of that. So our three frontline treatments that are tuned um, are the thermotherapy, like I've just been saying, three days of exactly what you do for for long co- for COVID, except we use the sauna. And um, then, uh, or, or it's naturopathy with the herbs and the uh, emphasis on diet. And the other one is breathing therapy, which is really um, powerfully affecting the autonomic nervous system and pushing your system from that fight and flight um, um, sympathetic side to the parasympathetic side, which is all about the major thing that a parasympathetic nervous system is, is it saves you energy, which is what these people need. Its major purpose is parasympathetic is to save you energy. Its secondary purpose is to help you with your digestion. It's called the rest and digest as opposed to fight and flight. So your food, you're actually getting more out of your food um, in that state. And um, that's exactly what is needed. And so what we're getting, and we're just starting to get, we've had two people come back after one month. We've only been doing this for uh, getting on to two months now for long COVID. And so we've only had the two people who have done their second symptom burden questionnaire. And basically in a month we can halve your symptoms. Mm. That's amazing. And then, yeah, it is amazing. And then we've got a whole team of people behind that who will go to next. So, for instance, the lady that came back most recently She's a whole lot better. In fact, she sent me, as well as filling in the form, she sent me an email and said, ah, oh, look, at last I can even get in. She used to be breathless getting into, be- getting into bed. She would end up breathless. And she said, no worries, I can do it now. Um, and the thing that really surprised me was her mental state. She was quite anxious before and zero, zero symptoms on it, no score at all. And anyway, so so um, 
she's a whole lot better. But at the top of her list is pulmonary rehabilitation, which is one of our physios. He's a pulmonary specialist, and he'll he'll work with her there so with a chest, um, rehabilitator chest. And so we've got two physios. One is doing pulmonary. The other one's doing um, musculoskeletal rehab. We have an exercise physiologist. Um, the psychi- um, psychologists and the um, uh, yes, the dietitian is the other one. So um, they're the ones that they go to secondarily. Now these people are the backbone of most long COVID clinics. So you know the physios, the exercise physiologists, psychologists. They're, they're the ones who do most of the therapy in most long COVID clinics. Um, but where somatherapy, breathing therapy, and naturopathy contribute is they get you ready for that so you can start the rehab. So it's going to be really fascinating this coming month when this lady goes and gets her pulmonary rehab, how quickly she responds. Because in most cases, it takes months, three or four months to mm-hmm. come to, to get to get over it, even with therapy. And so... um yeah, so there's that. Oh, yes, I That's forgot a, the other one was was the um, the um, osteopath does the parent therapy. Does. We've got quite a team of people to do with the rehabilitation part, but the pre rehabilitation is really exciting. Yeah, fantastic, Bruce. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. What I love about what you're doing there is the emphasis on natural, uh, working with the body in a very natural way and working with uh, with without drugs, um, I've, and and getting such fantastic results. Uh, Bruce, mm. I'd love to get in contact in the new year and get an update on how your long COVID treatments are going. But right now, thank you. Is, I'd love to tell you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.